Hey, I'm Amar Chohan. And I'm Charlotte Williams. Thanks for tuning in to Love, Hate, Create, our podcast about the world of modern advertising. We speak with the smartest people from the industry to find out whether we should be outraged or optimistic about where things are heading. Hello, so we've got Crystal Watler with us today. Crystal is the head of creative agency partnerships at TikTok. Uh, I'm sure everybody knows what TikTok is, so I'm not going to try to explain or describe it. Um, Before TikTok, she was the managing director at Virtue Worldwide, um, the creative agency that was born um, from Vice, the media outlet. And before that, um, she's had a number of agency side roles at the likes of Arnold Worldwide and KSB. So really interested to hear what you've got to say about this industry and in, in your <laughs> career so far, Crystal. Welcome uh, to the show. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Welcome. So I'm just going to kick us off with a little, um, before we move into the real substance of Love, Hate, Create. As we record this, we are heading towards the end of 2023. For m- many of us are feeling quite burnt out. <laughs> um, it would be good to know how you're feeling at the end of this year, which has been a full-on year for you, no doubt. And how how are you feeling about 2024? Um, I'm feeling incredible. Okay, so I'll answer it in two ways, from a work perspective and then a personal life perspective. So from a work perspective, I am, I remain incredibly inspired, right? So I've been at TikTok now for two and a half years and I am still amazed at how I wake up every single day and I'm still learning something new. Um, And I am inspired by the creativity on the platform. And so I end the year, I'm ending the year in this spirit and I'm really looking forward to 2024 and seeing what what it brings, right? We can't, we quite literally can't predict the future. We can try to create it. And I think what we're attempting to create here is something that, you know, will continue to inspire creativity and bring joy. And then from a personal perspective, and I don't mind being vulnerable in this in this way, um, my dad isn't doing too well. So I am ending the year, holding him up, honoring him, spending as much time as possible, and looking forward to reaching his 80th birthday in June of next year. Oh, uh-huh. your dad and my dad are nearly the same age. My dad is 80. What's his birthday? Oh, May. Okay. 23rd of May. Awesome. My dad is June 1st. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Well, you know, love to your dad. Merry Christmas to your your dad dad. and hope you have a great (laughs) holiday season with you and you and your crew. Thank you. So things are going well at work. That's awesome to hear. Um, You spent a lot of time working for agencies that kind of have social, like running through the, the, the business as a primary discipline. What made you want to go and work for for TikTok? Was that a, a jump that you always envisaged doing? No, no it, it absolutely wasn't. Um, I love the creative agency business. Um, I fell into it, right? So I'm, I'm actually a career changer. I started my career in finance and corporate banking and fell into the, the industry, fell into business development and fell in love with business development and worked my way up to being agency agency management. Um, so when Sophia, the global head of business marketing reached out about this role, I'm not going to lie at first. And we joke about it to this day. 
at first I was like, uh, I don't know. Eh. Um, but then after we spoke more and I met more of the team, um, I couldn't believe the people that they were pulling in to, to come here. What ultimately helped me make my decision is this one question that I always go back to, no matter when I'm at a you know fork in the road. And it's, in one year, will I wonder if? So at that time, I'm like, okay, in a year from now, will I wonder um, if I stayed at Virtue, would I wonder what it was like to be at TikTok? In one year, if I went to TikTok, would I still wonder what it was like if I stayed at Virtue and continue to help grow the business? And in my heart of hearts, I was like, man, I'm going to wonder if about TikTok. So I was like, you know what? Let's close this chapter. Let's move on. Let's, you know, learn. And I and from experience, anytime I choose the unknown, I grow the most. I learn the most. So I knew mm-hmm. no matter what, it was going to be a good out- outcome. Um, and I just could not have iman- imagined the last two and a half years. You didn't want to be thinking, what if? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, would I have stayed? Um, and I think I made the right decision based on some recent news, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. Well, that that's that's good. So let's take go to the heart of what this podcast is about, which is, of course, what what you love, what you hate, and the change that you would create if you could wave a magic wand. Um, so, Crystal, first up, then, what is it that you really love about the world of advertising brands, creative, yeah, social? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I just love the simplicity of the the format of your podcast and I really enjoyed thinking about this over the past couple of weeks and so I have two things for you for what I love okay the first one um, is creative bravery right and I'm going to give you a back a, a story with this one um, back in 2019 I led a discussion for um, this innovation festival and the title was advertising is far from dead. It's just starting to look different. And so being at Virtue, the full service creative agency born from Vice, we were looking at and we were thinking about how to engage with consumers in a completely different way because of where we were born, like the, how we were birthed. Um, and I remember having a conversation with uh, at the time, the head of the the production unit and asking this person, you know, what does it mean to be entertaining? You know, we understand that, you know, consumers are going to continue to skip ads, have ad blockers, subscribe so they don't have to have ads. So how can we really break through? We knew that there was this entertainment aspect of it and asked him, what does it mean to entertain? And he goes, it just has to be entertaining. And everyone laughed and it's just like, man, it's, it's that simple, right? Um, so when I think about being here at TikTok now four years later, now we have this platform that is an entertainment platform. And every single day, just the creativity that we're seeing on this platform is something that's otherworldly, something that we as an industry have been yearning for and that <clears throat> users and creators are truly taking advantage of and expressing themselves in new ways. And it's that creative bravery that is 
truly, truly, truly inspiring. And it's something that <clears throat> it is our privilege that we get to wake up every single day and help the industry figure it out and lean in. And obviously from my perspective with creative agencies, it's really helping them become more fluent on the platform um, and coming up with the, the best ideas for the platform. And it's really tapping into what they already have, which is creative bravery and storytelling. And it's now about thinking about it in a different way. So I absolutely love the agencies that have been first movers and and leaning in and coming up with ways to truly what we like to say, you know, act like a think like a marketer but act like a creator and really showing up in ways that is bringing joy to consumers across the the spectrum, right? So I think about actually I think about our normal um, best use of TikTok award winner with Ad Age, and that's Deutsche Le and Taco Bell and their anti-hero campaign with Doja Cat. Like it was so unhinged, <laughs> and it was yeah, amazing. it was wild. Yeah, it was wild. Yeah. And guess what? And they sold out a product before the campaign was even done. You know, so this notion that um, you know this is this is no longer. I think, you know, two years ago, it was all about why TikTok and like understanding. And we talked a lot about risk and all these things as it was a new emerging platform. It still is a new and emerging platform. Um, but I'm really thrilled that the progress that the industry has made over the past two and a half years, I feel as though it's been way faster than, you know, if I put myself back 10 to 12 years ago when the last platform innovation hit the market and how long it took the industry to to catch up I'm seeing a shortened time frame right now so the creative so I love the creative bravery I love opening up the app and smiling and laughing every single day especially you know in the in the context of the world that we're living in right now and I love um these deeper just community connections that brands um, and creators and users alike are forming on the platform. All of this is just super, super interesting and and a privilege to kind of witness. Do you think that creative bravery is translating and transferring to other platforms outside of TikTok and other channels? Yeah, I'm starting to see it. I would say probably a year ago or a little bit more of a year ago, I started to see... Um, TikTok way of creating and our notion of co-creation and trending sounds and such find its way above the line. So I'll never forget, it was actually <clears throat> January, February this year. I was in the kitchen, Ronnie, my partner, was watching a football game and I heard a trending sound while I was in the kitchen. And I'm like, uh, babe, are you on TikTok right now? And he goes, no, it's a commercial. So I run out. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And it, I believe, if my memory serves me right, it was a Burger King commercial. So QSR is always, QSR is, they get it. Um, it was a Burger King commercial using a trending TikTok sound in their TVC. And I was just like, aha, yeah. And I've recently seen some other brands, QSR, one I'm thinking about right now is uh, McDonald's and they did a, a recent TVC campaign, White and Kennedy. And I'm using the complete TikTok, not only TikTok creators above the line, but also the TikTok UX in in the spot as well. So I'm we're totally starting to see 
you know, not only trending sound, using creators above and below the line, but also editing techniques. So I love that, right? Because... So trends have start. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an evolution, right? Because oh, yeah. they're now using stuff that's hosted on TikTok and, and take it into the wider world. Never, saw, never saw it before. No. So I would say this year is probably the first year that we're really starting to see it. Um, and I'm here for it. And I'm here for it. You know, I get pretty... Again, being on this side of the ecosystem now, we're spoiled with creativity. And we have conversations internally and, you know, seeing work that's winning certain award shows and, you know, just being consumers ourselves and engaging with advertising. We talk about how bored we get, right? And it's so formulaic. Um, and the joy that and the creativity that TikTok brings, it's something that is breaking the mold. So, you know, I, I get the the notion of, you know, the the natural kind of human inclination to to be fearful of what's new and to to tread lightly. Um, but again, the agencies that are leaning in, they're winning. The agencies yeah. and brands are winning. So interesting that you say every. interesting that you say the QSR, the fast food uh, sector is is quick off the mark to to oh, yeah. take advantage of these things. Did you see that McDonald's have opened up an entirely new type of outlet, right? That's in their own I, words for the TikTok generation. Like that, that shows you're having last... a huge impact. Yeah. I read about that last week. Someone on my team sent it to us, sent it to me. Cosmos. And I was like, yeah. yeah, I'm here for yeah. it. I'm here. It, give me any opportunity to be nervous <laughs> um, and step into the unknown and figure it out with great people. And I'm, and I'm here for it. Cool. So what's the second you thing? It. You said there was another, there was, you said there were two things, right? Yeah. Okay. So the other thing is, again, being on this side of the equation, I went from being a practitioner, being an agency, P&L owner, leading a team, all the things, loved it. Um, and now on this side, I have the privilege of engaging with so many agencies, right? from Hoko, independent, boutique, massive, and everything in between. Um, so I have a pretty good point of view on the market as it relates to uh, TikTok, right? <clears throat> um, and I am loving the new agencies that are starting. So I don't want to show favoritism, yeah. Yeah, because that's how they all—that's how they all mm. start, right? Mm. But I—I I am really, really digging uh, talent from legacy Hoko agencies that are like, you know what? I think there's a better way. Let let me try this another way and starting their own shop. I'm loving um, new entrants to the industry that are just like. Um, I'm not classically trained and I don't want to be. Uh, this is my point of view on the world and how we can engage with consumers. And I'm going to help brands do this because I truly understand this. So there's just this new crop of agencies that are that are starting all independence. Um, and I'm thoroughly enjoying not only seeing them, but learning from them, too. You know, uh, yeah. this business is not for the faint of heart. It's a legacy. It's a legacy business model. Right. So really thinking about um, how to position yourself for today and tomorrow. The agencies that are starting now, 
you know, they don't have the baggage, right? It's a lot of the baggage that ends up holding us back. So I'm really, really loving that. Um, that's music yeah, to my ears good. because my company. This is a, a native ad, right? This is not. This is this is not a, an official <laughs> yeah, ad. But my, my company Moonshoot is a platform that connects brands with all of these new, incredible, independent shops, and of course, people that don't want to be like confined by a label. They just want to be yep. experts or freelance or whatever they are. Comes in yep. so many shapes and sizes. But it's great to hear you say that that's where you see like this vibrant, not just legacy uh, people coming out of those legacy structures, but people from like the periphery of the advertising industry that also have amazing skills, amazing uh, creativity, the kind of creativity that can um, work on a platform like TikTok and that has huge potential for brands. And what we do is we essentially match brands with that new world because it was a lot easier before you could go to xyz big holding yes. company agency and they had all the talent but in this new now, creative universe it's a lot harder um so great to hear you and say that talent is everywhere it's great because it's you know i i know mm. for sure based on cmos that ask me for my opinion you know salespeople who come to me and say hey my client isn't happy with this agency they don't get it who do you recommend so it's you know really important to have our finger on the pulse of you know, these new partners that are popping up that, you know, could be incredible partners to to brands. So kudos to you for, for starting that. Amar is great. Thank you very and much. Crystal, you, you were talking before um, about these TikTok first agencies, right? There are agencies now that are yeah. pretty much, that is their yeah. bread and butter, right? That is their core yeah. I product mean, creation. So there, are, there are there are agencies that position themselves on that and good for them. They're making a yep. lot of money. They're getting a lot yep. of RPs and inbound business. Um, because, you know, a lot of brands are just, are, again, trying to figure it out and they want to talk to to experts about this. But then you have agencies that simply understand, even from a channel agnostic perspective, understand that the world in which we live in right now um, and the way consumers expect to be engaged with require something different right it they we're it's it's like you know it's like um ashley ashley rudder from whaler she's a chief creator officer <clears throat> which is the first time this title has ever existed so i saw this yeah yeah, yeah. she's a she's amazing <clears throat> and she has she said this thing on this this project that we worked on. She's like, remember, this isn't TV, it's culture, right? And that one soundbite means so much. And so these creative agencies that are being founded now, they understand that, right? And I think what holds back some of our, you know, um, more infamous legendary agencies and why it takes those agencies a bit longer to pivot and evolve is this notion of being literally founded um, and developed mm -hmm. in an era where it was TV. Mm -hmm. It was, mm -hmm. you know? And so the effort that it takes to evolve is a lot. Whereas these new, these new crop of agencies, again, I, I mentioned this earlier, they don't have any baggage. We don't, you know what I mean? Like we're not talking about, they're not thinking about you know, forming a production 
team and having, you know, thinking, oh, we need millions of dollars to create one spot and a couple of cutdowns. Like it's just mm -hmm. a completely different way of of thinking. And so yes and, right? So yeah. yes, you have the agencies that are specifically created for TikTok the platform and helping brands um, to create for this platform. And then you have the agencies that are more channel agnostic, but understand the impact and the creative leadership from TikTok and applying that across channels and just that way of engaging consumers. So it's yeah, different mindset. And I think it's, you know, you, you mentioned about, you know, culture and, and that's the holy grail, isn't it? Is, is brands want to create culture, not follow it, right? It's, it, and, and it's a tiny twist almost of, of, the, of the knife, but it's so important, right? Is how do you create culture, right? I will, I will take it a step further because I think a lot of brands, they get really nervous about that, right? And yeah. understandably so. And so what our point of view is, I say our because this is literally a business marketing point of view, is even if you cannot create something, create culture on, on the platform, which we're not really expecting you to as a brand, we do expect you to participate. And TikTok is this participatory, co-creation, um, community-rich platform that brands and agencies alike can lean in and show up and have a good time and be entertaining. And, you know, and so I think there is this notion of not creating culture because culture is what it is. Yeah. But it is leaning into it and participating in it and not being afraid of that. And, and, and a part of that creative bravery that we talked about earlier is about, you know, being vulnerable and saying, you know what, I know these are my brand guidelines, but this is how consumers on the platform expect to be engaged with. So let's find a happy medium, you know, and so working towards this new way of marketing and engaging. Yeah. And again, the, the brands that are doing it right, they're having a good time. Commercial so let's, let's take a turn then. What do you hate about a this world that we operate in? The dark turn. Okay. 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 So I talked about the new agencies that are being founded now, right? Um, and so on the flip side of that, I hate that it takes so long for us to evolve as an industry. Um, I understand it from a human psychology perspective. Um, but again, now being on this side of the, the ecosystem, it's kind of like, come on, come on guys, stop fighting this, stop fighting this. And again, this is, not, yeah, this is not um, a statement for the entire industry. Cause again, I just said that there's so many agencies that are leaned in but then there are so many that struggle that struggle um and why do you think, think that is yeah why do you think that is? again i think it's because we and i include myself in this because it's been a process it this is all a process to um continue to evolve and push ourselves um we as an industry were taught 
to prove out a great idea based on a 30-second spot. In the past 10 years, it might be a 30-second spot or a 15-second OLV. So we have leaders, creative leaders, who know how to make a damn good TV spot and can, you know, crank out and push their teams to continue to write scripts, write scripts. And again, it's formulaic. It is, you know, I hate to say it. I'm, it's boring. Mm -hmm. And so we have in a, a subset of the industry that that is all they do. And guess what? They're going to continue to do that well. <laughs> and it's going to be a niche. And I guarantee that we will continue to see consolidation in the marketplace, that we will continue to see agency brands folded into other brands. Um, because this is just where the future it's is. That legacy, yeah. It's, it is. The, the, what we know to be true is that the amount of money in the ecosystem is not getting bigger. It simply yeah. is. It's being reallocated. And so if more dollars are being reallocated from linear budgets to digital um, and obviously TikTok, also retail media networks, et cetera, we really need to start thinking about how we are spending our fixed production budgets, right? So why am I continuously to ideate a TV first campaign when all attention is on TikTok? Why am I continuing to think about spending millions of dollars on producing a TV campaign that takes six months um, versus thinking about how to create a TikTok first campaign because we, f we finally have the, the research, shout out to George and the marketing science team, we finally have the research that shows that a buy on TikTok is more efficient or more effective. The return on ad spend is through the roof, right? So why are we still, <laughs> why are we still struggling with pivoting? And guess what? I get it. I understand. I've been there. We are, we are barely, there's some days I remember, you know, barely keeping your head above water because of just the different dynamics of running an agency, running a legacy business, you know? Um, and so I hate that it takes us so long and yeah. I wake up every single day and, you know, this is the mission of my team and I, and, you know, they, they take this, they take heed to this mission as well, that it is a privilege to work with the industry to help them evolve faster. So everything that we create um, how we engage, the safe space that we provide for agencies to figure it out. It's all in an effort to help the industry, creative agencies specifically, um, evolve faster because it can't take the time that it took, the, you know, a decade ago, you know? I like that. It seems like there's a real focus on, you talked about the metrics there and the, the effectiveness. It feels like there's a real focus on getting the best out of what a brand is ultimately going to invest and spend on on a on a platform when, or a, or a media channel, whereas I think I'm sure many parts of our industry can be guilty of 
it being all about the craft and just making something amazing <laughs> and, and creative um, yeah. or just about getting the money right but actually yeah. um of course tiktok is a very successful business but um if you can help clients make the most out of what they're going to invest with you guys and drive a huge return on um ad spend then that's a, that's a good way of, of operating. And that's our jobs. And that's our jobs as agency people is to guide, is to not only manage the brand um, and, and deliver brand brand growth, um, but to make sales. Like we're in a commercial business, you know? So it is our jobs to help our brands like figure this stuff out. So if we can help the industry figure it out, you know, I did my job. So I have another, <clears throat> I have another yeah. for you. Oh. I hate good. Yeah, I have Keep a coming. <laughs> think. This is a, um, I think hate is a strong word for this one, but uh, not enough movement in the ecosystem. So what do I mean by that? Mm, so people? I came from, we, we know that there's tons of movement within creative agency world or even media agency world, right? I think the tenure is less than two years, which is awful. Um, but not enough people are moving to platform side, then client side, maybe ad tech, like seeing different parts of the ecosystem so that we have a more robust point of view on our business. So sometimes I feel as though now that I'm out of it, now that I'm out of the hamster wheel of running a PL at an agency. Man, what a breath of fresh air, right? This hustle is a little different, right? It's still, it's a startup. Um, so it's a different type of uh, job. Um, but I can honestly say that within the first six months of me joining TikTok, my point of view on our business had expanded so much in that short period of time. Yeah. Right. So then I keep going, keep going. And now I'm just like, and then you you hear things, right? Like, you know, oh, the clients don't understand. <laughs> or you hear from clients, like, oh, the agents don't understand. And it's just like. Total factions of, yeah, people yeah. always wanting to put pit against each other, aren't they? Yes. And it's just like, man, if more of us actually change seats to mm. see the business from a different window, and guess what? <clears throat> a couple things happens with that. You either stay in that seat because you realize like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I really like this more. Or mm. you go back to your old seat, but you come back with so much more perspective. So much more. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so as I was thinking about, and again, I think hate is a strong word, but I think we could benefit as an industry for seeing a bit more shifts, not from agency to agency, but agency to client, client to agency, client to platform, agency to platform, and then going back just to bring that breadth of experience and point of view to challenges that, that are happening. Otherwise, we, we, we can, we can become a bit myopic, right? So I'm grateful that um, you asked me this earlier, what made me leave? It was that wonder if, so I'm not regretting it. Um, and I'm happy to be to be here and the learning and, and all the things. And I can't wait, you know, who knows what the future holds. But I know the point of view that I'm bringing and that I'm gaining is something that I wish more people could get. 
Yeah, I think that's really that's a really good point actually. And I know I remember a few years ago there was a panic from the ad agencies that you know everyone wanted to, particularly students, right, talented students. No one wanted to. No one was walking around with a sandwich board around Saatchi and Saatchi saying hi me now. They all wanted to work for the tech platforms, right? So there was this apparently okay. um, talent migration. Now I get I don't, I don't really know where that is now, but but <clears throat> it's almost like there could be some sort of scheme, you know, where where the indi- where you almost do like a stint in each yeah. different area, right? Because I I agree. I think it's such that cross pollination of ideas, thinking. Yeah. And I bet you noticed that the speed and pace at TikTok was probably way different to what it was at an agency perhaps i don't know actually to what it might be quite, at brand. it's actually quite it's actually similar. Quite similar it's like it's just okay. again it's a different thing different. but it's yeah it's equally um fast <laughs> <laughs> i mean we're yeah. we're at the head of the curve right so the way mm. move is is a different speed but it's not unlike you know when you're at an agency and you're working on a pitch right so mm. um very similar ethos there Okay. Uh-huh. But yeah, this idea around, yeah, those different perspectives, I, I think, yeah, it's so invaluable, isn't it? Just yeah. to get out of your echo chamber slightly. That's exactly what it is. Mm. That's exactly what it is. Okay. Moving on then from your hates to the really good bit, which is around, you know, what, what change would you create? You can give us a three-step plan. You can give us a... <laughs> what change would you create in the industry if you could? Okay, so there's one change that I'm working on that I'm going to share with you guys. And there's another that I'm going to figure out in 24. <clears throat> so putting it in the universe. Um, okay, so the first one, what do I want to create? Um, a new talent pool. Okay. So again, being on this side, having so many conversations with CCOs across the spectrum at agencies, one thing that I noticed immediately was that there is a talent gap in the industry. It is what it is. Now, <clears throat> you can attempt to upskill your talent across departments. Um, and so a percentage will go to that. And there are some peeps that they will be amazing TV script writers and art directors and CD teams, all the things, and it is okay. That is your niche. Lean into your niche. But for this future of creativity that we are now playing in, um, it does require a different approach to marketing. Um, and what is clear to me, again, coming from the business, is we tend to go to the same pools of talent to recruit. So how can we help the industry with this talent gap? Um, There are a couple of agencies that I met with early in my tenure here that started to hire creators as full-time employees, and I was just like, wow, you guys get it. You're ahead of the curve. I was like, how can we do this at scale? So we partnered with the One Club to create One Creator Lab, a 20-week program that educates creators on the advertising business, right? And it allows agencies to tap into this new pool of talent that we are 
creating, right? So I think the stat is 12% of creators make $50,000 or more. So that means 88%, right, are making $50,000 or less. And many of them live in major metropolitan cities across the country, across the world, we can say. But they're highly creative people that have no idea that advertising and taking this this skill, this natural skill that they have and applying it to to channel agnostic brand building um, could be an incredible career that is a well-paying career, right? So we're investing in this next generation talent. We're proud to be, you know, founding partners with one with the one club on this program. We're soon to wrap, I think the first cohort wraps in January. So I can't wait to get all the learning. Yeah from the team, from the creator's perspective and their experience, and then also from the practitioners, right? So we had agencies be the teachers. Um, and obviously it was a free program for the creators because again, a barrier is who's paying 20, 30, 40, $50,000 to go to portfolio school. Um, so we're truly missing out on an incredible creative class of talent. Um, and so I want us to create new and more talent pools um, to reinvigorate our agency talent pipelines. And so we are in the midst of doing that. More to come there, but One Creator Lab is something that um, I am surprised I was able to sell in, but shout out, thank you, Sophia, for approving that budget. <laughs> Learn from it. And you can scale that potentially, it sounds yeah. like. A partner like One Club, for sure, mm. have a presence in Europe. So right now we're focused right on on the US. So we did a cohort in New York and LA for our first one. Our next one, um, we're gonna experiment with Miami. Um, and we also wanna experiment with Toronto. It all depends on the creators that apply. Um, and then making sure that we have a good number and that's how we choose the cities. So it was obvious that New York and LA would be the first ones. Um, but yeah, and One Club, they are in Europe, they are in Asia, um, they are in Latam. So it's a partner that we can continue to, to grow with to help the industry, you know, tap into a new talent pool and, and continue to create wonderful solutions for their brand partners in today's, you know, landscape. Brilliant. Love the sound of that. What's number two? Number two. Okay. You guys are not going to be surprised at this one. <laughs> Try us. But I want to figure out. All right. So at TikTok, there is um, a team that is responsible, a creative products team. They're responsible for creating um, products that help the industry create short-term vi videos more efficiently, faster, all the things, giving you tools to make your jobs easier. One product that they created was this thing called TikTok Creative Exchange, and it's partners um, that truly understand the platform and can create um, assets at scale. This is really more for a performance-driven client, right? Think performance media agencies that need to create assets at scale because they're doing AP testing. Yeah. yeah, that type of stuff. This is not our okay. industry, right? This is not the creative mm -hmm. agencies that mm -hmm. before. However, there are things we need to learn from them. Right. 
And so when we talk about, and then I guess this is a thread in the entire conversation around um, the new agencies that are propping up, the, the barriers for existing legacy agencies to evolve. So in 24, I want to create a framework, a white paper, a point of view, a narrative on how to rethink agency operations uh, in the land of TikTok, in the era of TikTok. <clears throat> because I realized, based on my conversations, so my conversations with creative leads versus the, the presidents of agencies are different. <clears throat> my conversations with the presidents and CC CEOs of agencies are, <clears throat> I want to future-proof my agency. Can you tell me how? <laughs> Can you give me some pointers on how to rethink my agency operational <laughs> my, rethink my agency operations um, <clears throat> to be prepared for this for this shatter. Yeah. And it's not something. It's not a. It's not a a light switch. Um, it is something that's going to take time, especially if you've been in existence for a while and you're, you know, set up in a certain particular way. Um, but I have, so they're asking for it. They're asking for it. These presidents. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. I had lunch with one um, dear partner. Um, and he asked, okay, Crystal, tell me why when a brand or one of your sellers comes to you and asks you for agencies that get TikTok, I'm not on your list. Can you tell me why you recommend these other agencies? And so I'm like, I love that you asked me that, right? And so it is now our responsibility as a creative agency partnerships team responsible for you know, increasing the fluency of creative agencies on the platform, it is now our responsibility to help the industry figure that out. So I'm thinking about, you know, who we can partner with to do this at, at scale, um, but really get these, these um, like, what does it mean to be a TikTok first agency, right? Um, yeah. Maybe maybe it manifests as a checklist, like, you yeah, know, what's the criteria? That's interesting. Exactly. Yeah, what's the criteria? What's the roadmap? Exactly. <laughs> And, and and TikTok is only a four-year-old commercial entity. Mm, wow, crazy. is it? That's, yeah. yeah. That's crazy to think. Yeah, it's only four years old. Wow. Selling ads, yeah. It's come a long way. Come a, and fast. And fast. <laughs> so fast. So I, yeah. so I get it. So how can <gasps> yeah. things from these organizations that are not as strategic, right? These agencies are, you know, rooted in brand strategy and driving brand growth over the long term. Um, but how can we learn from whether it's in a purely executional perspective, from an insights mining perspective, um, from a, a, a headcount? Obviously, I'll, you know, probably can't touch on rates. Obviously, that's something that maybe the four A's can, can advise on. But yeah, I want to create um, something to help agency leaders think about how to evolve their business <clears throat> in this era of TikTok. Yeah, how do you how do you achieve the agility and the uh, uh -huh. the mindset in order to to be TikTok first? I, I love that you said that. So I think it's a mindset and yes. a different practical tactical stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, brilliant. Well, yeah. look forward to seeing that. Yeah, now you said it, you're going to have to do it. Do it. I have put it out there. <laughs> we'll be checking in on you again. <laughs> no, that's brilliant. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're going to have to edit that bit out. <laughs> That's all right. We're going to say thanks so much. It's been great chatting to you, Crystal. Yeah. Thank you, you so hard. much, Crystal. Yeah, yeah, this was wonderful. I'll, li- I'll leave it in. Chris- Christmas blooper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Thanks so much. Thank you. Great. Cheers. Thank you. Bye.